0: This episode of Let the Sawdust Fly included Wade Stromgren from RMS here in the Twin Ports. We had a glitch with our system and didn't get the first few minutes of the program recorded. So we'll resume it as we captured it. But uh, Wade Stromgren from RMS and Pete Wood on Let the Sawdust Fly. A lot of different equipment, but a lot of logging equipment as well, right?
1: You know, RMS has has, uh, been in the logging equipment since the 70s. I talked to the man who hired me, who's retired now, and uh, he remembers in uh, the late 70s, 76, 77, those days, they went out to the Buffalo house, and Minnesota Power had uh, uh, telephone pole trucks. They drilled holes in a field, and uh, they, they hauled in some trees to demonstrate Logging equipment back in the day, before videotapes, before YouTube, before any of that, the uh, logging shows used to be a big deal, and uh, there, sure. there was exciting days back then.
2: That's wow. also didn't wait. Why don't you describe what it was like when the loggers started finding out about what's normal today as hot saws, and they were going to demonstrate it then, and guys were getting upset about it, almost you know, like throwing money down and a little bit of too much alcohol, and start betting and getting in arguments about that. That machine is not going to cut that tree off that fast.
1: Oh, I heard the stories uh wasn't there, but I talked to to John, and he was telling me these guys shows were more fun back then maybe and uh people were saying there's no way you can cut a tree in under a second and they were throwing money down on the table and a little bit of logger language going and and uh they put people in these things, and they were cutting trees and cutting culverts in half, and they couldn't believe the the technology that was occurring and it was really the start of the modern logging that we see today, but those things are still around today in their basic form, but it was it was uh, uh, crazy inventiveness back then.
2: Yeah, I remember those days because you'd get a bunch of loggers together and they'd have a few beers and pretty soon the stuff would start flying pretty good like the geese poop, you know, and it was a, it was, <laughs> I was just a young kid. And so you're just sitting there trying to take it all in, but I remember those uh, shows where they'd have live demos. The trees would be putting culverts, standing on end, a machine would get to come in and some would... Do a real good job, and someone too little grabbed the culvert, and all the culvert came, and everything, you know, and they just kept going. They didn't <laughs> care. It was exciting. It was actually hilarious, fun, and but also innovating where people come up with ideas and they build on it, and they build on it, and build on it. It's really something to see how it's evolved over all these years.
0: It's evolved. Do you, uh, do you guys still have trade shows, logging trade shows? I'm sure you must, right?
2: Yeah, wait Do you want to go on that, or you want me to?
1: You, you, if you well, I'll go on it. We we do have trade shows, um, and the trade shows now are are held uh, annually. Ex- uh, last year was was an exception. Uh, this year is is coming sure. up again. Um, there's more training uh, involved in the trade shows, and um, we're actually being um, a lot of the what we see at the trade show is duplicated uh, on the internet and uh, online. So. The trade shows are not the big unveiling that they used to be. Uh, they're still fun. They're still uh, a good thing to do. But uh, the, the surprise and the, and the rollout, uh, the excitement, is is not what it used to be.
2: No, yeah. that, that is true, yes. You know.
0: Well, and, and the other thing, Pete, uh, Peter Woods, it, the equipment has come so far in logging. Can they really make any major improvements much beyond where they are now. I mean, um, the equipment seems to me has gotten to a peak, isn't it?
2: In, in a way, it has, but we're still building on building. There's um, the machines are nicer, they're faster, they're also more money, and all go hand in hand. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd have to think on that for a little bit during the show, but there's some machines that I've been in the past that are very futuristic that don't they never built on anymore. But uh, um, I'm trying to think on that real quick. Uh, Wait, as far as like um, processors and that, why don't you elaborate on that a little bit? How, like in the foreign countries, so the people get an idea what it's like that we see cars that can self drive and you hear about it in uh, smart phones, smart cars, and that. But why don't you describe for the folks from the hidden industry point how advanced some timber industry machines are where they just grab the tree and why don't you go from there, Wade?
1: Yeah, so in, in other parts of the world, they have a different structure set up from, uh, you know, from cutting the tree to, to making it into the end product. So uh, in, in the Scandinavian countries, the, the, the harvester, which is the thing that cuts the tree, takes the limbs off and cuts it to length, uh, it's in constant two-way contact with its customer, uh, typically a mill and the operator drives up to the tree, grabs it, tells the machine what species it is, whether it's a balsam or a spruce or whatnot. The machine measures diameter, and then the mill tells the machine how to cut it. And then it records what it cut. It puts a GPS location stamp on it so the, the forwarder that comes to bring it to the to the uh, road knows where it is. And at the end of the day, the machine tells the operator what his paycheck will be based on what he cut.
0: Wow.
2: <laughs> all from the woods <laughs> from a seat.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. It all he's got to do is tell him what kind of tree it is, balsam spruce whatever, and then if the the machine'll do the rest.
1: Yeah, and it's it's in constant contact with its customer, whatever mill's cutting for on that job. It continuous two-way communication
0: pete do you ever want to get that automated uh around here our uh, the wood we
2: cut a lot of times is pretty not very nice those are some pretty nice stands if you have real nice stands it would be neat to do but uh for what we do we do a lot of uh junkier wood we do get some nice wood out of it so we, we it wouldn't work where we do a lot of our c- cutting but in the right applications those would work very good um for just instance most from the hidden industry again wants folks uh Wade why don't you describe the seats we were talking about this last night a little bit why don't you tell the folks well, about Wade, the
0: seats Wade hang on just a minute we are a we are a commercial radio station and we're up <laughs> against our first break here so we're going to we're going to take a break Wade think about uh talking about seats when you come back when we come back after this quick break We'll uh, talk with seats uh, with Peter and uh, Wade from the logging industry. We'll be right back. Giant Redwood, the larch, the fir, the mighty Scots pine, the smell of fresh-cut timber, the crash of mighty trees. With my best girl by my side, we'd sing, sing, sing. I'm a lumberjack and I'm okay I sleep all night and I work all day He's a lumberjack and he's okay He sleeps all night and he works all day <laughs> I cut down trees I eat my lunch I go to the lavatory On Wednesday I go shopping and have buttered scones for tea
2: Oh, uh, laugh every time. Every time. I do too. I do it's, too. It's I just getting it open.
0: I mean, it's a great song for this segment, though. <laughs> it is, it is. So, corny. So, Pete, yep. uh, Pete, you were have you were going to have wade talk about seats now i'm visualizing seats on this new equipment being heated take care of but just about everything you need
2: well uh, a real cheap one wade you why don't you wade talk on it but because you want to operator in in the machines of the past when they were showing those like at the buffalo house the seats weren't very nice they weren't comfortable they were kind of harsh you know if you got in them you think what the heck were we thinking but you'd want to get out every hour or so to get walk around now the new machines you get the seats so nice you don't want to leave. you don't even get out, and some may not. Sure. It's not a good physical thing. you should get out every hour or so walk around a little bit, but the seats are so unbelievably good, way nicer than any car seat. okay, wait, do you wanna hit on that and sh- share with the folks and what they also have for like almost a tell them what it's like almost like a kitchen in there
1: <laughs> i yeah, I was going to do the whole thing so the Imagine uh, a, an easy chair sitting on a yoga ball because they are on an air spring, so you're isolated Ooh. from the jolts of the trees. You adjust that to your weight, and then uh, they are heated, like you said, Brad, but, but they're also cooled, so they have an air conditioning fan in them to, to keep you cool if nice. you're getting warm. They adjust uh, uh, the armrests, adjust in and out, up and down, front to back. Uh, you can adjust the lumbar support. Some have two or three lumbar regions. Of course, a headrest, oh, and then uh, uh, when you when you go to work on, on our equipment, you get a portable refrigerator to take home to pack your lunch in, and you uh, <laughs> carry that into the cab at the beginning of your work shift, and then uh, plug it in, and your food stays cold and there's also a, uh, a small oven in in uh, the rubber tired equipment that we use, the harvesters. So that you can uh, put your lunch in uh, in the oven, and you have a hot meal uh, in the cab as you you cook it while you're working.
0: Wow! So you never even have to take a break and stop work, and you can just pop your, you know, chili or whatever you want to heat up into the microwave, and away you go. You're still working, and you can eat at the same time.
1: Yeah, and and uh, it's 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 a really nice day in the woods. I'll I'll tell you that it's a really nice day in the woods.
2: They're very beautiful machines, and they work tremendously. But then again, they're, they're very expensive. But I was on oh, yeah. break. Here's, a, here's, a, here's an idea, folks, because we're so hidden. You never hear about this stuff. And that's why I'm so thankful we can come out here and just talk a little bit about it. There's great things and not so great things. But here's a machine that was developed. I told Kenny about it, and he looked it up so he can verify that he's seen it. it's, a, it's a prototype that was built. It was actually first came out in the late 80s, a prototype. And then it was completely developed in the late 90s. Now we're talking over 20 years ago. And it was built by Timberjack. Timberjack doesn't exist anymore, they were bought out by John Deere in 2000. But it's a harvester. And it doesn't have wheels. It walks on six legs like a spider. And people out there are thinking, come really? on. It literally exists. There's, I think, one or two that were built in the world, and that was it, They because they'd be so expensive. But, Kenny, can you chime in and say, I'm not lying about this. It's a no, machine no. that actually looks like a spider it walks on six legs. Yeah, this would even scare Bigfoot out in the woods. So, yeah, it's pretty pretty cool. Uh, and folks wouldn't believe it, because uh, cause I remember this machine seeing it years ago. And it's a concept machine, and, and it works. It worked slow, but it's something that is way, way out there that maybe in time it would have... It has its niche, but for us to have it here it wouldn't exist because you, you, it just won't work in the northern part of the yeah. upper Midwest. But it gives the folks an, out there an idea that you think that we're just... Uh, you know, like Wade had a hatchet when he was just a little boy growing up, and you think that's what we still are. Well, you can still do it that way if you wish but uh the the stuff is so much more today that's so well hidden and and uh, like to hit on some other machines too but I think we might be getting close here
0: well uh Pete Pete and Wade both uh you know I reminisce about the couple of seasons I spent out in the summer working with my uncle who is long passed away the whole Wilton clan is uh, gone now up in the Brookston area mm-hmm. but at that time they would fell the tree with a chainsaw, and then I would go with an axe and clean all the dead timber off or the uh, limbs and stuff. Now you've got feller bunchers that will cut it, limb it, clean everything off, and uh, do everything, stack it, do everything but sell it uh, at the mill for you, don't you, pretty much?
2: Pretty soon we'll even have paper coming all over there, to- toilet paper rolls as we go as the day goes on. How's that sound? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> feed a, the <laughs> log right in You know, you might have something there, Peter uh, Feed the logs right into a machine that can do, can create paper right on the spot I don't know Yeah, yeah, that's another, another thing I was going to tell the
2: point. folks You better load up on toilet paper I think there's something coming again
0: <laughs> You know, you're right I, I think uh, there there's going to be shortages from what I'm reading There is a potential for shortages again Yes. Part of it has to do with China. We, I didn't realize we get a, as much of the pulp out of China as we do.
2: It's part of the process to, well, not China as much as South America, but what happened in the Suez Canal with that yeah. container ship, that will ripple out quite a bit. It disrupts so much. So there's a problem with, I think, is not as much as anything as the containers. Um, it's something that uh going to start in our t- pandemic, folks, out there. All of a sudden, the toilet paper is going to fly off the shelves. You can't find it here in about a day or so because I said something here.
0: We have got to take our Fox News break at the bottom of the hour. uh, But uh, Peter and, uh, of course, Wade from RMS, uh, we appreciate having you both with us. Uh, Peter, what do you want to talk about when we come back after the Fox News break? Would you like to talk about some more of the machinery available through RMS or what?
2: I'd like to talk about some of the advancements that you see in construction and how in construction and the mines and because there's a lot of miners listening even though they say it has nothing to do with logging eventually we get the technology we're third in line and i'll explain that when we come back how does that sound
0: all right sounds good very good we'll uh, be back uh, very shortly with more from peter woods on sound off let the uh, sawdust fly and his guest wade this morning from rms we'll be back (laughs) Chopper's Ball to bring us back here on uh, Sound Off and uh, our yes. Let the Sawdust Fly segment that we do every month. Uh, we have with us, uh, of course, the host of uh, Let the Sawdust Fly, Peter Wood, and his guest Wade Stromgren. Uh, Wade, I meant to ask you when I saw your uh, name uh, this morning, you're not related uh, to the Stromgrens from out west of Luther at all, are you?
1: Uh, d- not directly, uh, pretty small names okay. that were related in some manner, but uh, not directly.
0: Yeah. Okay. Very good. So, uh, so Wade, uh, to, uh, lead the direction here. What do you want to, what kind of equipment you want to talk about or, uh, what, what, uh, what's going on in the logging industry that we should know about? Well, first of all, are the road restrictions on right now? They are, aren't they?
2: Yes, yeah, they, they are on right now. They're all over St. Louis County. And, well, the colonies in the state of Wisconsin. The whole upper Midwest goes into breakup. They've been on for a little while. They'll be on to whenever they feel deemed that it needs to be lifted so that uh, the, way the roads can handle the weight once again. Otherwise, they're sure. five. They'll be posted what they are. And if they're not, you're supposed to know what they are. You're actually responsible for it. If you don't know it, you're supposed to find out. But most of them are posted, but... Anyway, on, on, on the equipment here, Wade, um, the reason why I left it the way it was on the last part is because we're, logging is, we, we learn from other industries, and I said third, and the reason why is that society as a whole puts a price tag on everything as a way. and it, it does. And, and I always said all our materialistic wealth comes from three spots and three spots only, and it comes from mining, farming, and logging. And I always say it in that order— Because that's how society as a whole looks at it. Whether you do or don't, that's how it is. It's because precious metals, oil pays more. Well, you're going to put more into the equipment. Then you also have mining in that. Then farming comes second and then logging third. But our technology and logging, there are some great strides in technology. But I want to back up here just a hair and talk about, uh, if Wade could, about it's really fascinating about mining and what is happening there. So it gives folks an idea all over the country a little bit here.
1: So um, the, the the materials that we mine are located where they are, and in, in some parts of the world they're in inhospitable in places, difficult to get people to work there. So there sure. are currently from Kamatsu uh, fully autonomous trucks. They will carry uh, between uh, 250 and uh, 340 Tons of material. That's what they haul. And uh, the ones we have running around in Minnesota, for example, uh, weigh about a million pounds loaded. And in other parts of the world, these trucks have no drivers in them whatsoever in, in some places.
0: They're autonomous. Driverless trucks?
1: 100% autonomous vehicle. And it, um, uh, it, an interesting problem they had is they told it to stay on this line on the road. And the trucks were so close to that line that they actually start to uh, pound ruts into the road. And they had to build a, a random uh, kind of wandering thing to keep the roads flatter. That was that was an issue that came up because they go where you tell them. Wow.
2: Oh, you're talking huge well, we've, tires.
0: We've talked a little bit about uh, autonomous trucks on this show because uh, they've talked about how in the next uh, 20 years or so, we're probably going to see more and more of those even in the over-the-road uh, long-haul truckers. I, I'm, a little, I'm a little worried about uh, passing an 18-wheeler on the highway and going to pull in front of them and looking up and seeing nobody driving. That's a little scary, but I guess it's something we can get used to, huh?
1: Well, they're, they're working on it in a very controlled environment in a mine, and uh, they've been doing it for years. And then some of that then goes into construction equipment, which will eventually come into logging and forestry. But the construction equipment now has, has to have a driver uh, here in the U.S., but you take a bulldozer that you tell it what you want the finished uh, grade to look like, and uh, not only will it control the blade and track speed for you so you don't uh, spin out, but as it drives, it learns what it's driving over and creates a plan as you're working with it for the next push to make it easier and more efficient.
0: So it's cut that almost the sounds a little scary for the future for uh, people that are in the equipment uh, business. That uh, I mean, because I'll tell you what I've watched some of those guys on highway construction projects, and they are skilled professionals at work in a, a skidder, or not a skidder, but a, a bulldozer or something with a blade on it. And so you're saying they may become pa- things of the past.
1: Unfortunately, um, they're becoming things of uh, fewer numbers, and that's why this uh, equipment was developed, because as as a country and as a planet, our skilled operators are simply not coming up through the ranks, and, and we can— sure. With the current technology, we can take a pretty good operator and, and make, them, make them an expert, and it helps us get our
0: uh, work done in these
1: short uh, work seasons we have.
0: Interesting. Interesting stuff, guys.
2: There's still lots of room for people if they want to get jobs in the dirt business or logging business. There's still room, and you. the biggest thing is that I see is, do you want to do something like that? Do you want to become yeah. a mechanic? Do you want to run equipment? Do you want to be out in the woods? Do you want to be in construction? They're very good-paying jobs. Well, logging is struggling a little bit, but the, everybody struggles. Yeah, it isn't just one. Everybody struggles once in a while in life, and it'd be great yeah. to have some new mills come in in that. But it's life is what it is. But uh, there's also another spot. If, if folks out there really want to see what it's like, there's a big play, a place that you can go play. And try out construction equipment. It's called Extreme Sandbox, and I do believe it's in Hastings, Minnesota. And you can go in uh, where you can go there, and you 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 have to be trained a little bit. And uh, Wade, you've been there, haven't you? Yeah,
1: I've I've been there a few times. They they give you a, a headset, and the operator puts you in the cab, or the instructor puts you in the cab and walks you through running it. And you can run bulldozers and wheel loaders and excavators in 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 this big sandbox and it's a it's fantastic way to see if you'd like a, a career inside of a, you know, a, a cab with heated sure. seat, filtered air, uh, uh, sometimes an oven in the back to cook your lunch. And, you know, it's like your house, most new equipment, you set the temp inside on the control panel, you set it at 72 degrees, and it'll turn on the heat or turn on the AC for you. And it, it, it's it's a nice day in a comfortable office with a heck of a view. Wow.
0: Unbelievable! I know. uh, uh, I've been. I've talked to some farmers who have some of the newer equipment out in out in Nebraska. A friend of mine uh, farms in Nebraska, and he said, you know, his biggest concern in harvesting in Nebraska is that he gets bored because the equipment is so finite and so skillful that he doesn't almost need to do anything anymore they get pretty nice
2: (laughs) you might fall asleep and run up on a rock (laughs) pile or something if you do that
0: i think so i think so so now uh peter now that the road restrictions are on you guys what do you do do you just cut and stack at uh, the the, the current
2: right now is our is the time of year that we plan out our whole year you plan out where you're going to cut uh what you're going to do the equipment that you're going to buy, and then um, you also a lot of guys. It was uh, you know okay winter, and a lot of guys put some wood in the pile, and so they'll be hauling that wood into the mills during the next two three months. Uh, but a lot of a lot of repairs and purchasing and and planning out, and some guys don't really buy equipment until uh, fall, you know, late later fall. But that's more Wade's thing—is that uh, you see how their winner is going to be and what they want to do. But uh, for myself, our family, we plant make our whole plan right now for the whole year and what you're going to do, you where do. you're going to go, that kind of stuff. But you're you're still working steady. I mean, uh, it feels like a day off when you work about eight hours. It feels like you didn't do anything because you're not tired enough or whatever because you're, you're so used to working all the time and. If you're going to get into logging, you are going to work a lot, and you better want to do this. And if you really have both, uh, there's nothing wrong with it. You can make a nice living, but you're not going to have yeah. the Learjet. You're not going to have the Lamborghini in the car, in the <laughs> garage. You're going to have the Subaru or the,
0: <laughs> or the used but pickup. But you know, a lot, of, a lot of people don't want all that glitz and glitter. A lot of people want uh, a career that gives them a little bit of freedom and it seems to me that in the logging industry you have a little bit more of that you're kind of your own your own employer yeah. uh, you kind of work at uh, and you can be as successful or as just uh, middle of the road as you want to be it seems
2: yeah there's a kind of like a saying that the closer the worker is to the stump all the time the more peaceful it is it's it's yeah it's harder to learn to run those processors and hot saws but if you can get it It's very. It's one of the better jobs on the job site because it's more peaceful. Because you're the first one out there, you are going to see animals. You're going to see. It's very quiet. But the closer you can get to the stump, the more peaceful it is. And there is something about it when you're out there. It's kind of like somebody that's going hunting up in their deer stand and they're looking around. It's very peaceful. Yeah. It's kind of like that. You look forward to it, and there's days you don't look forward to it, but. All in all, if you you want to look forward to going to work, no matter what you do, folks. If if sure. it's an office job, if it's selling equipment, like Wade, if it's working on equipment, and there's another thing, if folks want to learn how to be a mechanic, there's openings on that, and and you you can make a nice living. And you wanna you want to look forward to going to work because if you're dreading it, I've told my kids that many times. You don't want to go to a it's job that you don't want to get up and do, because you'll be nope, miserable.
0: Absolutely. Well, Peter, in the less than a minute we have left, uh, are you optimistic or pessimistic about the future of logging in Minnesota? It
2: uh, depends on the day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I always like to look at, you know, when I'm every day that you kind of get down a little bit, but if you stop and think on it, uh, I like to look optimistic about things in the timber industry because um, it's, it is extremely needed it is yes. with, without, without logging, without the timber industry, a country cannot ever, ever be a superpower. You will never have good economical independence. It's kind of like if you cut all your yep. oil off, cut all your farming off. Without that, you have to have that for a country to be a superpower. And if you're not, you're going to be taken over by somebody that has that that is going to ruthlessly dictate to you. So to me... I believe the timber industry is here to stay. It's just at what, how big, and how small. But in Minnesota, sure. just if you take just Minnesota, we're losing ground greatly. The trees are still growing at the same rate, and we're not consuming what we need to consume here. But hopefully no, we can get some no. changes here with some plants and keep it going. That's why I want to mention the Wisconsin Rapids, the Paper Mill in Duluth, and the pellet plants that we, we need these and we need other industries because the trees yep. are growing way faster than what we are managing here. And we need to manage them. Otherwise, if the, the fires will come through and it doesn't matter who you are, who's in the way.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, Pete Woods, another uh, very interesting uh, so, uh, segment, another very interesting show. Uh, Wade Stromgren, thank you so much for joining us this morning from RMS uh, uh, Equipment uh, located right down on... Uh, Well, well, it's right down on uh, what? uh, Right off of the... Yep, right down... Okay, so guys, thank you so much for being with us this morning. We look forward to uh, your segment again next month, Peter. Yep. And in the meantime, we've got to go to our Wisconsin news uh, segment. We'll be back shortly. I've been listening to your show on the radio. The best of Sound Off Sunday mornings, eight thirty to nine. And you seem like a friend to me. WDSM time nine fifty four, and Brad, we have Chris Dahlberg from the Dahlberg Law Office. Good morning, Chris. Hey, good morning.
3: How are you doing down there in Florida? Well, I'm doing fine. How about you? You're nice and warm. Good, but good. But I got a really interesting announcement for all of your listeners. Ooh. And, and, and who knows? who knows who's going to be interested in this and who's going to be affected. But listeners, you've got to be very careful, okay, and listen carefully, okay? Because we do have okay. a very specific request. But here's kind of the exciting thing. You know NASCAR Nicole's been overloaded with her workload, right?
0: Yes, yes. We
3: are, we are looking for an assistant, and so um, and you know it's it's hard to find good help out there. And so here's the first thing we're telling people, and you'll probably get right off the. You'll be on the naughty list. We're not going to probably be calling you for an application, but we're saying don't call us, okay? So people have to listen. Don't don't telephone into the office because you'll probably get on the bottom of. the but we're asking people, we got a uh-huh. website, we got a website, and you can go on, you can even submit the resumes. Uh, but here's the deal so we're looking for somebody, and this is probably going to be a long term gig, you know, so if you're thinking maybe it'd be nice for five years or so, and um, we're looking two days a week, full time on those days, and, but we're looking for reliability, and it's uh, office support, so I'm sure, you know, your audience reaches all over the area. And so, oh, yeah. I'm, and I'm sure you've got, let's say, boy, I've got a young college student or, or, you know, it's, it might be a spouse that's interested, somebody that just needs that, you know, part-time work, but we're looking for reliability. We'd have the schedule kind of already set out. You'd always know, like it could be like Tuesday and Thursdays, but we can work that out. You always know that's your schedule and that's kind of, and then we don't, but we're also looking, you know, nowadays it's hard to get good help. So we don't want someone every uh, every other week saying, hey, can I have a day off? you know, can I I'm not gonna come in, I'm sick, you know, the dog the dog's sick, the cat. No, the cat's so you're off. looking you're looking for dependability,
0: you're looking for somebody not full time, you're looking for full time two days a week yep. where you'll be doing like eight hours a day those two days a week. Yep. But this could be uh, this could be uh, a housewife, yep. maybe somebody who worked in the office industry before, yep. has yep. had a couple of kids, yep. would like to go back and work a few days.
3: And you know, we're a pleasant office. We have a lot of fun, and and I mean, it's kind of it's not like you're not going to have just people going through the door because the normal course of our business, you know, we set up clients, but we might have five clients during the day. Uh, we sure. might have a day we have one client, and so it's it's very calm very quiet but there's there's paperwork there's filing uh, just to help her so she because she gets behind and so you we're, bet. we're looking at that but so, again, so no don't problem.
0: call don't call right. if you're interested get a hold of the dahlberg law firm on 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 your webpage which is what Chris is it just dot
3: yep dalberglawcom there's a contact thing and you can uh, work on either saying you can even say then that through there uh, how can we send an email and then we'll give you Nicole's email and we can work that out. So then we'll be just kind well, of... I
0: have a feeling like, you're going to get some response to this, oh, because I, I can imagine I there's people out there that would love to get back in a couple of days a week into doing something like this.
3: Yeah, and, and they think a lot of people have heard us forever, and they say, that sounds like that'd be kind of a fun place to work. Or they might know uh, somebody in their family says, that would be good for them. So yeah, give us a call. Yeah. And we'll be, uh, yeah, not a call, I should say, give us a, a, an email. And so we don't want calls. Give us an email. So, calls, you'll be absolutely at the, of the list. You probably you'll be in the waste paper basket. <laughs> so because we're busy. <laughs> so okay, but yeah, there's you know. All right. Thank
0: you. Yeah, sir. well, and, and then so give us the phone number though, if you uh, if you're interested in talking to Chris about a legal issue, uh, family law, will, uh, setting up a, a will or something like that, you can give the Dalberg Law Firm a call at seven two two. What is it?
3: Seven two two five eight zero nine. Seven two two five eight zero nine, and we're on the web at DalbergLaw Thank you much, Brad.
0: All righty. Very good, thanks, Chris. Appreciate it very much. Uh, we are just about, out. in fact, we are out of time, folks. But we got another hour to come. We're going to be talking about Joe Biden's new plan for two trillion plus dollars in infrastructure. Now we've, you know, we just spent one point nine trillion given our tax money back to us in some cases, uh, but now we're going to find out uh, about building roads and bridges and infrastructure. And so much more. And oh, by the way, raising taxes at the same time. We'll be back. A Talk of the North.